0: the light's not an information nobody's lecturing you while you're under it there's no information that you need to learn that you haven't learned the light reminds you that you're already enough and that you're more than enough you're special and that there's magic all around you there's infinite possibility and it's just yours to acknowledge and to step into
1: Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful souls, to the Cosmic Love Antenna, another episode of your weekly exploration into your inner world so you can start expressing your beautiful, loving light out into the cosmos. I'm your host here, Harrison, with the intention as always to help set the space so you can journey inwards to pull back the layers restricting alignment, health, and love. And today, speaking of light, speaking of love, speaking of alignment, I have a beautiful guest with me, Allison, and I'm bringing her on to have a deep dive chat about a very powerful machine that we both have experience with. but. Not just the machine itself, I want to go deep into the spiritual deep dives around love, light and connection. And throughout this chat today, I really want to set the intention before we get into it of why you should listen. And if you are someone that's been tuning into these episodes throughout the weeks, through the months, you know that a big part of the cosmic love antennas sort of foundation is helping you reconnect to consciousness, helping you awaken to the deeper truth inside of yourself, helping you awaken to the spiritual senses that we all innately have. And today, Allison and her work with the beautiful Lucia Light is exactly what we're going to touch on. Allison, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Harrison.
1: I'm so I am, I just meditated before this. So you, you, we were having a chat, and you mentioned to me that you needed to ground because you just went on a beautiful hike. And it inspired me. It's like, oh, that's a good idea. I should do the same thing. I should ground. I should meditate. And as I was meditating, Alison, I, I want to share this with you. I had a just a profound heart space opening as we started this chat. And I think it, that's for a few things, a few reasons, and we're probably going to get into why that is. But I'm wondering. Does that resonate with you for any reason? Does that resonate? Why would you think that probably came up?
0: <laughs> that's so beautiful, first of all. Uh, I love that. And I mean, I definitely feel like we're connected through the heart space. So I think that makes a lot of sense when I think of you and what your offerings are in the world. I definitely feel an open heart channel. And that's a very similar path to what I am doing as well. So yeah.
1: Yeah. So I agree. And I, I want to start, Allison you know, for people that haven't heard your voice before, I do want to hear about you. I want you to share a bit of your story. I want you to share about the Lucia light and we're going to get into. But before I get to that, I want to share with people, with you mostly, but with everyone also. And I think this is going to set a foundation for our chat. I discovered you and your beautiful light about two years ago, two years, two and a bit years ago. And it doesn't feel like that long, but it's been around two years ago. And you were sharing... Your love and your work with the Lucia Light on the Luke story podcast and I, I think I remember sharing this with you and it's interesting because at that time I was looking for answers I was looking for answers I was looking for more about myself i I was just i won't make this story very long but I was looking for more more layers of myself. At that point, I was a personal trainer, but I knew that I wanted to do more in the world. And I knew I wanted to express my light, express my senses, express my gifts, but I didn't know how. And listening to you share so confidently, so lovingly about the Lucia light, but also what it was doing for you as an individual sparked something in me. And fast forward a couple of months, it actually invoked me to reach out to you to to learn more about the Lucia light. I ended up investing in a Lucia light. I have one in my home. I became a practitioner of one and short story, long story made short, what the light was able to allow me to do was to open my heart, was to open my senses, was to open my reconnection to the spiritual being that was inside of me all the time. So having you now here on my podcast, Alison and talking about the light, talking about this spiritual gift. For me, it feels like a full circle, like a cycle has been completed in many ways. So I just want to start this by saying I'm incredibly grateful for you and I love you very much.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Like bringing tears to my eyes. It's such a gift to be connected and like, wow, just (laughs) my heart is resonating with yours and i'm so happy to hear that and you know that's really like my life goal and intention is to connect with people through the heart space and you know mediums like the lucia light are a great technology to allow us to kind of step out of ourselves and help us with that but ultimately as humans like i really feel like my my goal is to reach other humans in the heart space where there's this opening and wholeness and, you know, really light that fire. There's already a fire within. We just need to light it even brighter. So we're able to shine out. And so to hear that from you is really brings me a lot of
1: joy. Allison, where I want to go from here is I now want to learn a bit about you. I want to share, I know a bit about your story. Like I heard on the podcast, I'm sure people are tuning in, are starting to connect to your beautiful loving light can you share with me, we're going to talk about the Lucilla light, but I want to hear about, you know, a bit of your personal story to what led you to maybe doing the work right now with the Lucilla and all the other things you're doing in the world. And, you know, share a little bit more about that passion you were just hitting on that sort of makes you want to do this kind of light work in general.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, since I was a young child, I guess I always wanted to make a difference in the world. I felt lot. I was a highly sensitive person from childhood. And so I really, the world around me was overwhelming at times. And I could really feel the pain and suffering that so many people were going through. And that included in my own um, household, there was a lot of um, ups and downs and challenges and things. And and ever since I was little, I remember laying there in bed wondering, well, why am I even here? You know, uh, okay, it must be a, it must be a reason that I'm here, you know, like, why am I having this experience of being a human? Like, I don't, it seems like nobody even wonders why they're human, you know? And, and then I ultimately what
1: I Can I interrupt yeah. you for two seconds there? Have you, I just got a random hit. Have you ever looked into your, your starseed origins?
0: I have. And yeah, it's it's a little complicated. I think I just like I'm a traveler a lot in this life. I think I've been to many galaxies. And and me, my feeling too.
1: Sorry, I interrupted <laughs> you. Keep going. Keep going.
0: Amazing. No, for sure. But yeah, so even as a kid, I was wondering like, well, there must be a reason. And then when I would tune into it, I was kind of meditating before knowing what meditating was as a kid, just laying in bed, like really trying to feel because um, that's how I connected and realized that, oh, I must be here to help. And so I was always really trying to help and, um, trying to figure out this, this way to help. And for me in school, school was actually a really amazing gift for me. I know for a lot of star seeds or certain people that could really struggle in school, but for me, it was stability. It provided me with, um, like very positive reinforcement from teachers. Like if I did well, then I would get a good job and all of this. So my, my journey originally started thinking that school was the answer, you know, that I really wanted to help. And I even got a master's degree in international education and development, um, with the goal to help the world through education and kind of along that path. Um, I started having uh, a second wave of really waking up. When I was a child, I, as I mentioned, I was highly sensitive, but for various reasons, I kind of closed down a lot of my abilities and openness to the
1: world. Alison, can and- I ask a question with that? Perfect. What Can I ask, you know, because I think this can relate to a lot of people listening, and uh, I've discussed this theme before on the show, but why did you shut down those senses and abilities? Can you be more specific if you feel comfortable? Why did you feel like there was was it a was it family was it religion was it culture was it the media what was the what did you what did you perceive as the influence that sort of pushed you to think that those senses weren't normal
0: totally good question yeah I guess as a as a kid I well first of all I had like a a, a mother i had a like an invisible mother i called my other mother that was actually a spirit guide um that was always with me and my my actual mother and my biological mother in this life felt very threatened by that so she was always like what like you know what is going on you're making this stuff up so things like that were always kind of downplayed for sure um even though my other mother was so important to me and i ended up actually teaching my mother a lot i feel like through this other mother
1: was she was she an ancestor alison was that other that spirit guide mother was that an ancestor or was that how would you define that entity
0: well interestingly enough i feel like it was kind of a combination of potentially an ancestor but also of a woman that is alive in this life, who I had the mm. chance to meet. This is a really bizarre story. I right know we're getting a little off topic from Lucian. this. Is, this
1: is not <laughs> off topic whatsoever. I love it. What this was? This a, a lady that was channeling to you. What can you explain? Well, that Well, I bit? think I
0: was in. Yeah, I think I was in her astral school is what we both realized since I was young, because I would always relate these stories to my biological mother about going up into the tower and I would describe her to a T. Um, so I think I would have these astral experiences where I visited her in her school and she was teaching me about quantum technology. She actually works with a quantum sound therapy. Her name's Helen O'Reilly. She's amazing being um but yeah so there was that element and yeah long it. story short that was that was one whole journey that was one facet um that was not really accepted in my family yeah. um and then yeah and then also i remember even in school i was very psychic and i remember having a best friend um and i would actually say what she was going to say before she said it um and i think i because of my childhood i felt very like um uh, you know, dealing with some things with my mother, I felt very uncomfortable, uh, expressing my truth. Um, so I would kind of just sense into what I could say or how I could act that wouldn't upset her or cause a scene or anything. So I was always kind of feeling into you.
1: You were fitting yourself into a box. You were fitting yourself into parameters because you, and, and this is not putting anything on your biological mom, but for whatever reason, the, mm-hmm. the intention and the space to educate yourself around what these things were and how to express them, how to, you know, balance them that wasn't there. So there was this other box that you now had to feel like you fit into to be, to be okay with the environment that you're in.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, you know, young, sensitive children get into that. And again, like I really like how you said, it. it's not even necessarily like the no, there's no fault in any no. of these situations. Yeah. We really called in our parents on purpose. We yeah. called in all these situations because they helped us develop the skills. But what we have to do is make that full circle to being like, oh yeah, it's okay to take up space, you know? And for me as a, a kid and a teenager, I felt so afraid all the time. You know, my nervous system was very unbalanced. And so instead of like cultivating my own identity and really feeling confident to step into myself, I would kind of feel into what everyone else was doing and what was cool and try to like create some kind of amorphous identity mm, from that. So, you know, so your, a good persona,
1: your persona yeah. that you put on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it, it would change from group to group. So I remember always having different types of friends because with some friends I could be more like what expressed more of really a part of myself than other, but I never felt comfortable like holding that pole of my true identity so I th- yeah.
1: allison this is why i wanted you to share this because uh, you know i'm not sure if you've come to this realization yet but everything that you just ex- described i can definitely relate to and i and the amount of people that keep coming to see me with s- similar sort of backgrounds you know i think there are so many people and and if you're out there and they're listening universe of the podcast tuning in, I'm sure that you can relate to Alison in some degree with these these spiritual giftings, these spiritual senses, and this idea due to the different structures and systems in the world that we live in, trying to somehow fit into them and then putting on, I think people forget the, the, the original origin of the word persona comes from, I think it's the Greek or the Roman mythology, where they actually had these masks that they would put on and they were, they were called, that was called a persona. So it's, I mean, I think it's very relatable, Alison, and I'm interested, maybe we can, we can fast forward a little bit here to where, where does the light come in now? So I know that, was it London? Is my memory, is my memory flashing back? Did you spend time in London?
0: absolutely. Totally. So actually, yeah, fast forward to many years later, it was actually the year 2012. So, um, and it was also my Saturn returns. So that's really fun. Too. Yeah. Which
1: I'm also <laughs> but, in.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I mentioned it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, so for me during that year, 2012, major t- things happen. So also it's like looking at even challenges as being such gifts, you know, my, my father, who I was so close to passed away in 2012. And, um, I ended up kind of being home to take care of him and then went back to grad school in England. And I was a shell of a person It was like, you know, it was this kind of the person who was this rock in my life. You know, I, I like to tell People I work with, you know, it's important to have pillars that, like, you can focus on and account for. And when you're a kid and you really only have one really strong pillar, and then that pillar goes, you know, it's it can bring yeah. up a lot of stuff, yeah. you know. So these things. So I was really in a, a shell of a state, um, but still in grad school, studying for to you know help the world through education, and <laughs> um, but not very sleeping and having a lot of symptoms of PTSD.
1: Unconscious, yeah. a lot of unconscious externalization of the self, right? Doing the things that I think, and I, I just want to add this here, Alison, and I think I feel like you know this, but I think there was a big part of you that was in that existence, right? You're obviously the choices that you made that got you to that spot. They were made for a reason, but I think often, I think, and I say, I, I count myself in this category, we feel that if we make a certain choice, That we have, if we don't commit to the whatever the the extension and the parameters that it leads to. So in this case, a degree, a degree, then a job, then a job, and a home, then a home, and a family. Then the original choice we made must be invalidated. But I think Mm -hmm. what we often overlook is that just because we make a certain choice and then make another choice that seems to contradict that original choice, it doesn't mean we're wrong. It doesn't mean we're doing something that's misaligned with ourselves. Yes. Does that exactly.
0: resonate? Absolutely. hundred percent. And I, you know, I, I often tell people that in terms of like the fact that I was in England doing grad school there, even if I didn't even really use my degree, I did in certain ways, but you know, um, yeah, I found the light. So like, that was obviously why I was yeah, there. Yeah. That was why, why I was like, adding it.
1: That's was, that was my buildup to this. <laughs> exactly, so exactly. so <laughs> tell me, about, tell me about this. Tell me about, So again, just for people listening, you'll probably have seen it with the description of the episode. This is like a, there's two entities in this interview today. There is, there is the beautiful Alison here who's sharing her light, her love. She's channeling herself through the machine, the light, but then there is the Lucia light entity itself. So I'd love to hear now, Alison, you know, how the light sort of came into this world in London, and then maybe you can explain, you know, what the Lucia light is.
0: Absolutely. So, I a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, um, invited me to come experience this light technology at a art gallery and I had no idea what it was. And I was just like, he was like, no, I think you're really going to like it. Like, I just, I don't know. I have this feeling, feeling. Yeah. And I was so depressed, you know, it was so hard to get out of my house. It was like basically canceling everything. I was at that point where it was just like, ah, oh, I can't do it, you know? And so I really feel for people who have been there and just trust that, you know, people say depression is recurrent and things like yeah. that. But I truly believe we can move beyond that. Um, I have, you know, I've never returned to a major depressive episode, which is amazing. But yeah, I managed to get myself out of the house and onto the train. I remember just before the doors closed the train, I got in um, to actually go to London from Brighton. And then we went there and it was this long wait you know and they're like maybe we should go like there's just so many people it's taking forever it's, it's
1: such a hero's journey in itself <laughs> like your, this this story I've heard before but it's such a hero's journey kick going it's just funny
0: yeah it's, it's amazing so yeah and then we finally like get in there and it's just like I was just like really this is it there's like a lamp in a tent and it was like in a tent in the corner of this art gallery was it the home and- device
1: was it the home portal or was it the the big one
0: it was the big one. It was a before the one. home one came, yeah. but yeah, it was just this lamp. So it was this long arm, this metal arm, and then this metal head of a lamp with these little lights on it. And I was just like, really? Like, this just looks like an ordinary kind of weird, but pretty ordinary lamp. Like, I don't know why I like this, all this. Okay, whatever. I'm just going to go for it. So I went in without expectation, um, really planning to just do the demo. Cause I also didn't really have a lot of money. And they, the way they were doing it was like, you can pay the demo and then you can, um, if you want. To keep going, you can do more. Um, so I did the demo and I just was just blown away. I was like, What is this? Whatever this is, my body wants it, and every my spirit wants this. So I was like, I have to do the longer one. Or like, I guess I'll just not eat for a couple of days. I don't care. Like, I have to do this. Um, so I went into the longer one and um I remember awesome. actually being- can I ask a
1: question? So it's funny. Sure. I um I'm getting I'm getting my own flashbacks here of just. I'm li- remembering, like I said at the start of the podcast, remembering you shared this story on the on this on the um, Luke Story podcast, and I was listening to you explain this story, and I was like, like I, I even in me, I would, there was some part of it's like, what's she talking about? This is this kind of, that reaction couldn't have been that intense. But now in hindsight, and we'll get to this, n- knowing from what I know, pra- practicing with the light, can I ask you, Allison, in the mm-hmm. in the demo? Did you have any visions at that point or was it just, were their body sensations? What was your, what was the specific reaction that you had?
0: Good question. I think I felt something after not feeling for so long. And it like almost brings me like tears just thinking about it. It was like, you know, if you've ever had really bad PTSD or depression or both, um, you just stop being able to feel, you know, I felt like so disconnected from the world. Like I was looking through glass and just in that first few minutes, it was like two minutes and then the five minute strong demo, I started feeling, it was like something got activated in with me where I could actually sense the world again. And I was like starting to connect. And it was, I couldn't, I know, like the colors are so beautiful and there was this euphoria and I was just like, oh my God, like, I'm feeling happy. Like what's happening? Like, I forgot how to feel happy. And yeah, and then going into longer session, it just really went further. So that's when the visions really started for me. Um, I started seeing a forest, um, you know, and and the light is very phased. So there's different layers to it. And every journey is different before I go any further to say that, you know, for me, obviously I was coming from a very dark and disconnected place. So I feel like my soul was like, all right, we need like a strong one. You know, I think it's really kind of the soul's input that guides a lot of the session. Um, But yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you for sharing that. I can feel the emotion coming from you and I can, I feel it in multiple ways. I feel it because I just connect to you in general, but I also feel it because I'm just reflecting on all the people that have come to see me with the light. And I think what you just said of, you know, connecting back into feeling, you know, you just said that every person's experience is different, but I would say that that is the common trend between all of them. I think for me within this journey, I've been able to connect into my intuitive abilities. And when we talk about f- our feeling body, that is a lot of what, where the intuition comes from. It comes through not the thinking mind. It comes through the f- the, f- the beautiful medium that is the physical body, right? The, it is the spiritual being speaking through the human being and that how it speaks through us is through the feelings and our emotions and our sensitivities. And, Uh, I'll share a story in a bit, in a a little bit connected to this, that I think you'll find profound Alison, but you know, I just want to say thank you for sharing that because I think it is, I think that in itself, you have to summarize what this light does. It's what Alison just said, it's connecting back into something that's been there the whole time. Does that resonate?
0: Yes, exactly. It's like relighting that flame. I feel like mine was almost out You know, it was like, there was basically nothing there. And then it was just like this amazing amount of energy and light, literal light, just shining on that and really like reawakening, you know, what's already there because it's not something that's outside of us. Anything that you see or experience in the light is you, it's like your own consciousness reflected back people see colors and patterns and all kinds of things. And in this case, I started seeing these trees and this forest just like emerged out of it. And I was like, Whoa, like what is going on here? Mm -hmm. Like I thought this was just like a color thing. Like that was already blowing me away, but then I started seeing the trees. So I went into the trees and then I had a um, really strong visitation, like from my Mm -hmm. father had passed away and we were on a boat on this lake very reminiscent of a memory that I had had in the past. And I've had other clients have certain experiences like this as well. I was on this boat, we were looking at each other and I was just like, Oh my God, it's so good to see you. You know, I was just like, wow, he's here. Like maybe it was all made up, you know, there's still like part of you, I think in the grief process that just wants to believe that these things never happened. And I was like with that. And he was just kind of laughing at me like, no, of course it like still happened. But like, he reminded me like, look, I just came here to remind you that it's okay to be happy. Mm -hmm. And he, and that, like, I think it's so meaningful. I think where that people who have had loved ones pass away, there's like part of your soul that, you know, your spirit that just wants to shut down, but like, they don't want you to shut down, you know, like, yes. Important to go through a grief process. That is like who we are as humans is to feel like you don't block your feeling, but when you get through the grief, which I heard someone recently describe as like love that can't be shared, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like once we start moving through that and actually start feeling the ability to share again, they want us to be happy. Like they want us to express ourselves and
1: live our lives. And Allison, I'm going to add a piece to this. Not only do they want us to be happy, they want to help us with the progression, right? That's why he showed up. That's one of the reasons he showed up. Like this is, I want people to hear this when someone passes away in our lives and we have a reaction, we have an emotional reaction, not only is it healthy to have that emotional reaction, that emotional reaction isn't about them, right? They have triggered something that has had been there for who knows how long, right? This is why people will often have an anger response to someone passing away. The anger isn't about that person. That person has triggered the anger that's been there the whole time. So, which is why it's so important with what you just said, Alison, not only does your dad want you to be happy, your dad wants to help you move through those emotions. I, I don't know if you're aware of this, Alison, but in the field of um, parapsychology, they've done studies now with, with, uh, with um, intuitives that have their clairvoyance sense activated and they're, and they're looking at people in pain. When we are in pain and moving through a challenge such as the emotions that come up around death, That is actually when our ancestors, our family members come in the most, right? I believe they're always around us, but when they are most active is in those moments of pain when we're trying to learn a lesson.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, that's a really great point. And absolutely. Our... You know, like he became a real guide in my life ever since that. And I think I was just blocked to feeling that he was always there. And in a way they're like closer than ever. Cause you're, once you're open to tuning into their spirit, they're with you all the time. So it's like you're 10% less lonely 100%. like before, but wow. you just have to like open yourself up to feel that. And, and yeah, I think the light for was me, that way, the light held space I feel like for that encounter and the light holds space for so much um, transformation and reawakening and yeah that was just incredible and I after that I laughed I cried I just had like every emotion in the book that I hadn't you know had and like I was like oh my god and it ended and they were like how was it? And I was just like, what just happened? <laughs> like, I need to go. And I remember going running outside in the rain in London and it was just like dancing and like being like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling. And I, I couldn't even really describe to my friends, like the depth of what I was no. going through. Cause it was like, you Know part of the journey of like feeling so disconnected to like that is like people can't get it. You know, like most people, like you try to describe how you're feeling, like a lot of people are depressed, you know, like their friends don't understand. They're like, just get up and get out. And it's like it's just not that easy. And like just the same same way on the other side. When I felt I was coming back into myself, it felt so sacred that I couldn't even one, describe it. And two, like I didn't think anyone would believe me. I don't know. I had so many things kind of going through my head with that, but That's how, that's how I really, yeah. Connected with the Lucia and yeah. I love it.
1: Alison, I heard that. I heard you share share that story on the original podcast, but I, I I just heard that totally differently to, to right now. And it shows how much, you know, just things have shifted both in you, but also within me, I want to, I have another question I want to go to here, but I want to share my own experience with what you just talked about with your beautiful father coming in. And I've actually experienced a couple of these with clients. And I think one of the most profound ones that I've had with the light with someone is uh, I brought in this lady and she was sitting under the, under the light. We were starting the session. And uh, one of the things that I do with the light is I play a native American drum and a native American rattle at certain intervals throughout it. And it's just because those things pulled to me and I felt like I needed to add it to the light experience and, the experience that this lady had, very similar to yours, she was starting to go through different times and spaces and places where she was meeting different ancestors. But she was connecting to them based off the sounds of the frequencies of the Native American drum and rattle. So before, while under the light, before I started playing the instruments, she was connecting to a, an ancestor in uh, Eastern, Eastern Europe, and an Asian monk that she was connecting to. But then as soon as I started playing the Native American drum and rattle, she was telling me this in the vision and the experience that she was having. She was transported to a a past ancestor and life that she had with a Native American tribe and a Native American man. And she was just seeing it as vividly as I was playing the rattle and the drum. And long story cut short, she came out of it and was just Much, I was just as you were just expressing yourself, I was having visions of her because she is the same thing. She was just having this deep realization, reconnection, a re meeting of an energy that had been there for all, had been there for who knows how long, but now she was able to finally open up and take it in. And And maybe you can share your thoughts on this. I feel like this is a common theme in a lot of the sessions that people come and sit under with the light.
0: Exactly. The light's not. And information nobody's lecturing you while you're mm-hmm. under it there's no information that you need to learn that you haven't learned The light reminds you that you're already enough and that mm-hmm. you're more than enough you're special and that there's magic all around you there's infinite possibility and it's just yours to acknowledge and to step into and I so I absolutely agree and I think it looks different for different people and on different stages of your journey um, I was relating to a client recently you know it's like wow that was 11 years ago now (laughs) like I had that experience and um yeah or ten, and just like yeah it goes by fast and the whole time the light has been with me and it's just grown with me it's like the wildest thing it's just like you know some things you kind of get over or something but I don't I think like each step of my journey, the light has been a, a support and helping me open even more because, you know, it's like, there's this way it's just like where we think like, oh, I'm healed. I'm done with my drama. <laughs> it's like, wow, well, um, that's cute. But like the light is like actually there for me every step. It's like, okay, I'm having my 21st dark night of the soul. As I look at this aspect of myself that I never noticed the lights there, you know, and it's just like, okay, it's fine. Or like, wow, I'm thinking that I have really gotten to the point in my um, energy healing, right? I can't go further and then i'm even holding space with the light and doing a session and i'm just like oh my god like tuning into something else so it's just been a, a really incredible tool to work with in that because i think it really works with you in your evolutionary process so while sometimes the most dramatic sessions may be when you're coming from a really closed space yes. um the way i look at it too is just that as you progress along your spiritual path and you become more aware you don't need the earth to break open and it's those subtle shifts that are just incredibly powerful for our lives.
1: Well, so. it's interesting Alison, I on um, this is the next thing I wanted to ask you about and I think it slides in perfectly here. I think a big part of how the light works and it connects to what you're saying about it developing with you is that much like a plant medicine, it it shows you the door, right? It takes you to the door, but ultimately end of the day you're the person that needs to open the door and walk through right and and take that leap of faith you know heal and receive and 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 move through courageously and confidently but then also come back and integrate and do the work and expand right and uh, the, i would i'm interested in your thoughts on this uh, both between the plant medicine and the lucia light comparison but also this door analogy because i feel it's I think that is the mechanism of action here. I think it's a it's a light in all forms of that of the definition of that word. And I think a big part of our world at the moment is that a lot of us are moving through it through the world with no light. Right, our light is inside of us, but due to systems outside of us, where we're sort of unconsciously ignoring it, we're unconsciously pushing it down, we're unconsciously adding layers on top that disconnect us from, like you said, the truth that's there the whole time. So one, I'm wondering if this resonates my friend and what, what do you think of the plant medicine and the the door analogy with the light?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, that super resonates with me. And I think, you know, for sure that we've gotten, you know, stuck in boxes in many ways um especially over the last few years and just even within our mind and the possibilities for ourselves so you know, I used to really think people needed to travel to see different places to understand things, but really it's traveling within yourself that's the most important. It doesn't matter if you never leave your house, if you have the openness to explore the wealth of beauty that's within you.
1: So profound, but, what you just said then. So profound. I want to make sure people heard that because I, I myself fell into that, you know, need to explore the world to find oneself when you can just purely sit on a pillow on your bed. Keep, keep going.
0: <laughs> yes, and keep that all going. So... I think there's so much there within us and the light is merely a reflection of what's within us. It's giving us permission and it's amping the field so that we have, you know, something to look at within ourselves and we have more grace to look at it with, because it's really working with our nervous system to take us into a deep state of relaxation throughout the experience. So it's kind of a wave. It's like a little more stimulating and then it's gently guiding us into a deep state of relaxation. So, um, That's super helpful. And yeah, if you walk up to the door and you're like, I am still in my mind and I don't want to let go on some level, then it will just guide your body through it. And it it Mm was without judgment, without anything going wrong, nothing scary or bad is going to happen. It's you'll simply relax. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's necessary for the first couple of sessions, even to just acclimatize the nervous system to the light. And then when you're ready to go through the door and again, that's soul ready, not mind ready. Yes. Um, then <laughs> you difference. can really
1: big difference big
0: difference. Yeah. And you know, and again, it takes a real desire on a deep level to go there and to be vulnerable. <laughs> and when you do, then it's just that the changes really start happening. And the visions and whether it's an actual vision, I mean, the cool thing about the Lucia and is that you will see colors and patterns yeah. for sure.
1: Um, at least. Like, oh,
0: yeah. At least, and then seeing things beyond that is once you start really letting go and walking through the door. And I think you know, also, I've experienced plant medicine for sure in my life, and experienced a lot of other people experiencing plant medicine. And I, I would say that it's you know the comparison with the Lucia is that the plant medicine kind of kicks you through the door in a way. often and sometimes you know maybe some people need that i don't know but i think what's amazing about the lucia is that it only like takes you when you're re- really yes. ready and yes. it's first really healing your body. Yes. And so like a lot of people, especially who do plant medicine regularly, you might find that your nervous system gets really yes. disrupted. Like plant medicine really works with all your hormones. Um, it can reset your hormones. Women get their moon directly afterwards. Um, yeah. you know, it can put older women, if they have a large dose of mushrooms, like, um, psilocybin directly into like menopause, there's like many actual things that we need to
1: and Alison, you're just you're just talking. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm really passionate about this point that you're just bringing up. And you're just talking about the physiological sort of being being kicked through the door. There are also the mental elements of being kicked through the door with with no with with no intention and mindfulness. So, uh, just to explain this for people, and I think you you did beautifully, Alison. I I agree. I think the comparison between plant medicines and the light is the is the ease and grace and gentle nature of it. And I often feel a lot of people don't understand. And this is by no means me uh, not condoning plant medicine. I think they do have a space in place with mindful intention set and setting all the things. However, what we need to realize is that when we go into these kinds of ceremonies, much like you're saying, the default mode network or the ego structure that you were just talking about is switched off very abruptly, not, not swift, not easefully, not gracefully, not in the right time, like the light. It's like, it's like a light switch turned off and that ego structure, while in many times it causes a lot of resistance and pain and suffering for us. It's also the thing that's protecting us in many ways. So if it's, I use the analogy of imagine yourself driving down the street, right? And in a car like 80 miles an hour, the windscreen is the ego and the the wind outside is all of consciousness, all of God, all of oneness. When you take plant medicines, you're you're taking that windscreen off as you're driving 80 miles an hour, and if you're not prepared for that wind to smack you in the face, then mental, then mentally, emotionally, it might be a little bit challenging to say the least. <laughs> Does that resonate, Allison?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think it can be really intense, and I think that you know, also even from personal experience, I will say you can actually further traumatize yourself while you're on plant medicines because of the depth of which everything you experience will rest in your psyche. Like I've had a a couple experiences where we were not prepared, um, the friends and I that did it and the things that happened during those journeys caused trauma that took me years to unwind. So I just think that, you know, there's no... Pansia, like in plant medicine and also like it can also just be used as a way to avoid doing the integration which is actually the work like and actually the juice and the magic of it and it's like if you find yourself no judgment just notice if you find yourself like turning to plant medicine you know once a week once a month like very often then you might ask yourself, like, what am I not, what am I, what can I integrate from this, you know, and maybe take a break and really sit with yourself because we can learn so many lessons from plant medicine. And, you know, as we get better at releasing and letting go into it it can be a beautiful journey. And if we don't integrate those lessons, then we're a disembodied, you know, knowledge store and, and, you know, it doesn't ring true. And you can tell, you can tell when someone just says, Oh, well it's all one, you know, anyway, you know, and it's just like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) you know, or you can tell when someone's like
1: spiritually bypassing, you're talking about spiritually bypassing and
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I might, I might have to bring you on Alison for another chat. We could talk about, the 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 contrast between plant medicines and and other modalities because i think it's such an important chat and i I guess i'll just one more piece with this because i can't help myself and it's so important to hear we also Mm -hmm. need to remember that if we do a plant medicine ceremony in a group of other people so you talked about re-traumatizing yourself within that setting you also need to be mindful of all of the other things that other people are releasing right we know that not only do our thoughts become things, our thoughts can become other people's things if that person is not aware of it. So if you're in that open receptive state with that windscreen off and and God and consciousness is slapping you in the face while also two people next to you are moving through a childhood experience of, of trauma that they are moving through and releasing into the field, what do you think the likelihood is that there is a potentiality that you could take take on some of that, right? And I share that not to freak people out. It's just another reason that you need to be very mindful and, and prepared and careful and intention and setting and all these things. And going back to the Lucia light with what you said, the Lucia light can be an alternative until maybe you've found the right setting with the medicines that is an easier, more calm, more comfortable, graceful, sort of step into this healing process that you deserve.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also an integration process. Cause other thing is yeah. there's no shame here. Like I've, every journey is perfect. And like whatever you've experienced so far is is wonderful and exactly what you needed to get to this very moment. So if, you know, there's things to integrate as well, it's a great way to integrate what's yeah. happened and it's, it really helps your nervous system take these things that are so far out, you know, like what you experience in like a DMT experience, you know, can be so far out yeah. and the, the light can help you like integrate it into your nervous system. And for people who have really sudden wake-ups, you know, sometimes it's not even plant medicine, but they just kind of have, these sudden entrances into awareness um you know welcome and you know the lucia light it would be a helpful tool for you to yeah. start integrating you know this huge shift into your into your life so there's many ways that it can work for sure
1: Allison I want to ask you another question here now about about you personally and mm-hmm. I and connected to the light so my question is you know, for me, from the t- two years that I've been, the light's been in my life, just under two years, the profound activation of my intuition, my some of my other spiritual clear senses, my ability to channel. I'm starting next month. I'm starting a mystery school where I'm taking my, my channeling ability to a whole nother level. That would have never happened if the light never came into my life. I've you know the amount that I've been able to connect to clients, the, this podcast, the speaking that I do on clubhouse, my, the, the light inside of me, the spiritual being inside of me has just expanded in so many beautiful ways I never thought were possible. I'm wondering, Allison, not just with your work you do with clients. I'm wondering from you as an individual, what are some of the ways that you've noticed your light expand?
0: That's really beautiful. Harrison, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and yes, for me personally, I've grown so much. Like my classic example is that I used to have road rage and it's really like at this point now, it's just like hilarious. And like, wow, I was so in a different place. And again, no judgment. If you have that, it's just kind of, it's, it shows that there's something in the nervous system that like some unreleased anger. Right. And if we have this kind of emotions locked in than in certain situations where we feel safe enough, you know, that's why people write mean things on online or something. Cause it's like from a safe place, expressing some deep anger that hasn't felt safe to be processed, you know? So I had some deep anger for sure. And, um, so for me, I was, you know, in traffic, I'd be like, oh, (laughs) like, okay, crazy. And so that massively changed. And as that like cascades are changing, I felt like, Oh, wow. All this kind of anger or these other feelings from underneath as they became released through the nervous system, through the light, then I could actually tune in with my, my abilities again. And it was like, Oh, my intuition became sharper. Um, I became aware of like a frequency in the room. Mm-hmm. It's like a very interesting thing. I'm sure you have that, but you did, can be around did people. You, and...
1: Did you hear it? Or how do you, how do you perceive that frequency?
0: Um, it's a good question. I guess for me, it's like a feeling. Yep. Most things are like feeling based for me or visual, but it's, um, yeah, it's almost like a, a feeling humming. Yeah. I don't know how to yeah. describe it. No. But yeah. No. I can kind of sense where the group field is or where no. other people's frequencies at and, um, no. try to, uh, you know, where mine if, if mine's just waving with the group or if I, you know, can step into holding mine, then it shifts. Um, but all of that, I, yeah, I started channeling as well. Um, a lot of my, you know, and sometimes that's intense, you know, you're like having breakfast and you're like, Hmm, your, um, grandmother is here right now. So some medium work started happening. Um, All kinds of things, but really, more than anything, I found self love, and I think that's really at the core of everything. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, I want these abilities and all this stuff. And so, like, Well, first, you have to just love yourself yeah. as you are, yeah, and then yeah. you can stem from under, there, yeah. What's stems under the box is actually we all have a capability of yes. all these things, it's just, um, it's not like we're just special, especially if you're listening to this, you're already special for sure, yeah.
1: 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Alison, so. I'm so happy. So I'm so excited for those expressions. And I, it's funny you are talking about the channeling. I have a client at the moment, we're talking about that exact thing, talking about, you know, it's beautiful to receive the mediums, but this, the mediumship and the channeling, but we also have to remember that we are a physical being too, and it's okay to put up parameters, right? Get the stuff that you deserve to feel and hear. But when you're eating, when you're connecting to nature, when you're moving your body, sometimes you just want to be in the physical and put up those parameters. I'm also... I'm and I could not agree more with just everyone tuning in. This is not a Harrison or Allison thing. I know that Allison has the same intention as me. Is that a part of you know the light and the work that we do in the world is to remind everyone that we are all expressions of the same space of love. And if we're all expressions of the same space of love, then our potential is your potential, right? So we all have that access. Allison, I want to talk a little bit now about an interesting element that happens under the light, an interesting kind of way that people certain way that people receive the light. And I've talked, I've talked to you about this before, but I don't, I, from what I remember, from what you said to me last time, you haven't personally experienced this, but uh, Claudia, I think Claudia in, in our group, in our Lucia group community, myself, Claudia, maybe a few other people have, and I want to get your insight on it so the the experience and maybe people who are listening to this podcast who follow Allison, may have experienced this, or may have heard about this under the light. And the experience is a is a a, a siege. I don't like using the word. It's a. I, I call it a somatic release. It's a. It's a, a body movement or a body release that can sometimes happen under the light. And I share this one just so people are mindful of it. I know Alison, you teach about this, and it's part of your training, right? The 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 seizure-like symptoms that people can have under the, under the light. But I guess what I want to take, get your opinion on is what is it really? Is it my opinion I'm going to share and I want to get your thoughts? This, this release that people can have under the light through their bodies and the shakiness. I had a client that had a few of these. And every single time after, after the event had ceased, so the movement under the light, the erratic body movement under the light, every single time it finished, she was in this, it's like she popped. And why I say popped is that the state that she was in was very similar to a a Bufo or a 5-MeO experience where people go to this space of oneness and they just feel like all the fear, the anxiety, the, the stresses of life no longer feel heavy. And that's the only way I can explain it. And the way that this client was expressing was she was just pure love. She was pure calm. She was pure, pure ease. And it's like she went somewhere. So I want to get your thoughts on this. What, what's your opinion? Anything bubble up?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's really beautiful. I think there's, you know, from what I've seen over the years of light, there's two different types of experiences. One is an actual seizure, which people who have light sensitive epilepsy and they're actually overwhelmed in the brain. So there can be a way that the brain is just overwhelmed. And that's what you know, light sense of epilepsy is most people don't have it like the vast, vast, vast majority of people. So when they see a flashing light, like, ah, but that's really just conditioning more than reality. Um, and then there is, and that can actually be really challenging for the person. And if you have, if you are an epileptic, then we don't really generally recommend that you come for light sessions if you're sensitive to light. um, but yeah but then the other experience cuz it's like a where the brain's not working but there's no way that lucia can cause that yeah. so that's where it gets really interesting is because there are um people who've had different types of experiences um and yeah i've i've seen like not in in like really intense somatic releasing mm-hmm. but i've definitely um seen people and especially um, I have one friend in particular who's done a lot of buffo and she just, her body is just going yeah. wild in the light. Cause she goes really to that place. And I think there's just so much releasing from the body, um, that, you know, it looks bizarre and strange to us. Um, you know, and there's people who do somatic release as, as a type of therapy, you know, that's like in Bali when I was out there, it's yeah. like all these- you know, whole group of people that are just like really good at like just getting their body into that zone, which I think is a whole other thing. It's just sometimes it's like, okay, like it's good to do that. But like when you're like doing it on cue a little bit, you can kind of tell when like they're consciously doing it versus when. Um, it's actually just coming through your body. And I think when it's actually coming through your body, it is because your consciousness can reach, release such peace. But the physical body holds so much trauma. So yeah. you'll see even in light sessions, people twitch or their neck realigns. That's a, like one that happens to me pretty much every time. That happened to me the other day amazing feels so good it's just like like oh wow i don't realize like you know just i'm driving doing all the things in the day we hold tension in our shoulders you know and so it's like my neck will just kind of like like oh there we go it's aligned again you know but it's just like these points of tension i feel like the light comes in through your eyes along your optic nerve into the center of your brain but then you know into your nerves so like all through your body and light is information you know and i think the waves of light is like, you know, we think information has to be like um, words or, you know, something specific that we need to know, but it's more of just like awake or go, you know, lack yeah. of information is maybe sleep, you know, and things like that. So the waves of light are like, stimulating release or like something is happening here that is different and so as that energy moves through the body it can be jerks or twitches and then in more intense cases it can just really start working through the body in a way that's kind of building but you can feel the difference energetically when somebody is having a seizure versus when somebody is like releasing and we actually had one experience at um a retreat that I was assisting with, with the light. And, um, a woman went straight into, you know, lots of twitching and body yeah. stuff. And then yeah. she started channeling and Cherokee yes. speaking in Cherokee, very loud. Um, and she is native Cherokee, but she does not speak Cherokee not knowing in this life. Um, and yeah, she was just going on for a long time. And we kind of had lowered the light a little bit or just like keeping the space, but the frequency in the room was so high. We're like, Oh my God, like, this is definitely like a, you know, a really powerful experience. And, and afterwards she was out of her body for maybe 30 minutes. And, um, you know, that's also very strange. I think the other thing is that our conditioned mind wants to see things that we know we're like, Oh, you know, um, waking up or like becoming conscious looks like this like a happy person smiling, you know, and we put all these expectations, what it's going to be, but actually healing processes are intense and they go deep, you know, and, uh, and,
1: and they go out into all the cosmos and So Allison, so, sorry for interrupting you, but this is just, I think you nailed it. And I, I thank you for sharing that experience with the Cherokee. And I think two things I would add, yes, I think it becomes, it starts in the, in the brain, but two things I would say is consciousness is not a brain it's not just a brain thing consciousness is in every single cell that makes up our micro uh, our macrocosm right the micro elements that make up the macro of what we are each cell is conscious right and each cell with consciousness has the potential to be disconnected from said consciousness from what from trauma right we know that the body keeps score right yes. and if there is a series of traumatic events that we've been through that our entire body has been through which is everyone right the likelihood that the the different bodily areas or these little pieces of consciousness are going to hold on to some trauma that deserve to be released is very high but then but this is the cool part this connects to the Cherokee lady and what I was saying about this my client that connected into the consciousness and oneness it's it's I, it's it is the popping analogy so once we release or pop and and allow the trauma which is a lot of the time it's the story that we tell ourselves about the event and the emotional or resonance behind it once we allow that emotion the space to flow then the truth the light the love the channels the the spirit guides the answers now come through in like a wave does that make sense
0: Absolutely. Yes. And I think, um, it's different again for each person, but you know, like her case, she said, she was solving some lineage, um, you know, fight from generations back or something when, and she resolved it with the ancestor and like found peace and then, yeah. yeah. And it was incredible. And in her case, she was like out of body for, yeah, like 30 minutes. And when she came back, she was just like, wow, like, thank you so much. And I think everyone who goes through that experience, like, it's like, wow, it's, it's again, it's a soul choice to do that really deep work. So it's definitely not um, a common, I think, experience that no. we, w- we want to say as well. Um, it's a very rare experience. And I, for me, it seems like it's when there's a soul contract between everyone involved that this is about to happen, you know, and that level of work is there. And you know, by soul contract, it doesn't mean like it was necessarily even before this life, but the souls are like in agreement that like, this is going to be a, a transformative moment. And in a way it's like a uh, you know, a uh, pat on the back to the person who's holding space because it's like you are, initiated. Hundred percent. You know.
1: That's a hundred percent what it is. That's that's yeah. exactly how I felt. That's exactly how I felt going through it. I was and just to be totally transparent when this first came to me and this was happening i was freaking out right because i thought it was the the type a option of the actual epileptic seizure and how i do these things is i have a, a a form that people sign ask them to be prepared like do you have a history of epileptic tendencies and no it's all good but this person still went into it and it's funny you say soul contract i would say it is a predetermined thing because the amount of things that I learned from that, that wasn't just a this person going through her personal experience. The amount of things that I got from that experience was profound. So I think you nailed it. I think you hit it on the head. I think it's exactly what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. Alison, we're coming to the end of our conversation and I've, I love you very much. This has been such a fun deep dive into all of this. I have one more question for you, but before we get to that, I want to give you the space and place now you know if people have been listening this whole time tuning in and they're connecting to you they're connecting to the lucia light what is something you would wish to share with them to promote some of your services or maybe how to become a practitioner what what comes up that you want to share with my community
0: well i guess when you asked me what i want to share i was just <laughs> like thinking Oh, I just want to remind everyone that, you know, this all exists within you. You know, I, I really highly recommend going to a practitioner and doing a session with a practitioner. There's people who are interested in just buying lights for personal use. And you know, that's awesome. The lights are really high tech Austrian technology. So they're definitely an investment, but what I, what's most important, I think is having space held for you. Like if you're feeling a resonance with this conversation, search for a practitioner in your area and if there's not one then go on a journey to try one because it will be a whole magical trip but you know like i really recommend you have the space held for you in your first few sessions at least so that you can really tune in and and be there with someone who feels safe with i've had people who just buy them at, and after even just trying it with a practitioner one time and they don't feel like there's no one holding space. So the mind can be really tricky and it can be a lot longer and different process. If you just try to do this on your own. And I want to remind you that the human element is what really changes everything. While the Lucia light technology is a really incredible technology. It's the space holder that is really um, the one connecting with you and helping you feel safe enough to go in. So I just really want to plug that the space holders of the light keep oh. going. You're amazing. <laughs> and I'm so
1: happy you did, Alison. I could not agree more. I would actually take it a step further and say, I think it's the love of the practitioner that makes the light so powerful. So it's not just, you know, the person and the light, I would say it's the lot, it's the person. And then the light comes in and I'm not taking anything away from the light as a powerful device, as you've just been hearing us talk about, but it's this goes the same with all healing modalities. Anyone, anyone can take a tool and whack themselves over the head with that tool or create a masterpiece. And what is the thing that's creating the masterpiece? It's the love channeled through said tool. So yeah, yes. could not agree more, my friend.
0: Absolutely. So yeah. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram. Um, it's at traveling light machine. And I'm actually changing it very soon um, to really? the Light Ambassador. Yeah, Ooh. I'm having a little bit of a rebrand. Opening. Rebrand. So the Light Ambassador is um, going to be my new Instagram. So we'll put both of those in the notes. Um, but yeah, and the website, if you want to learn more about Lucia is lucialightexperience.com and yeah, if you have any personal questions, I love connecting with people, and um, yeah, it just brings a lot of joy to my heart. So feel free to reach out if you have anything. And thanks for listening and tuning in with us. Really
1: grateful. And I can, I am a testimony to Allison's love, as you heard at the start of the podcast. I shared my story. You know, Allison isn't just a being that's here promoting herself and promoting the light. She is a being that is really about this collective mission that we're all a part of. So when she says that she will be there to to reply to your messages, I would not only take that seriously, but be prepared for the journey that you're about to go on because who knows where you'll end up in a year or two years' time with that simple (laughs) little seemingly, hey, Allison, I'd like to connect. So I love it. Alison... I want to end this chat with a question for you. And the question is the, the main intention I have for this podcast, the cosmic love antenna is to help people connect into their deep space of love that we've been talking about this entire time. So they can express that love outwards into the cosmos through their relationships, through their healing, through the abundance. I'm wondering Alison, how do you personally define that L O V E word?
0: Ooh, good question. Um, I feel like love is at the core of everything to me. If you just took everything you could away from all the things and just left the energy that was there beneath it, it would be love. You know, I think love is what, everything stems from. I think that all light and even dark comes from love. The reason why we go into dark places and people have wounds is because of love or denial of love. It's something that we're all striving for and it's at the core of all of us. So just like happiness, it's not something we want to reach for, but something that we want to remember is emanating from us at all times. And it's always a choice. We can always choose love. And I used to think that was so cheesy and so not possible, but the really, it's one of those things that the more you do it, the better it gets. (laughs) So keep going.
1: (laughs) It's a beautiful, powerful, loving muscle. Alison, I love you very much. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having a chat with me. It's been such a pleasure and a rollercoaster today. Beautiful souls out there in the listening lounge. Thank you. For tuning in to another episode of the cosmic love antenna we are both wishing you a wonderful evening morning afternoon wherever you are in the world until next time have a beautiful week and we'll talk soon bye everyone thank you for listening to the cosmic love antenna podcast we hope you enjoyed be sure to follow harrison on instagram twitter and clubhouse
0: at harrison ma that's harrison m-e-a-g-h-e-r
1: If you're a working professional, wondering what's next for your career, you've come to the right place. Whether you're looking for a promotion, growth, or a potential career transition, look no further. With over 30 years working in a variety of industries, I share my insider knowledge with those ready to get ahead on. Career Advancement with Craig Ansel. Tune in to get your strategies for success. cast.